Welcome back to Life in All Chapters. This is our Season 2. My name is Amanda Henson. And I'm Brandi Tabor. So, I'm super excited about this season. This is like the passion of mine. I am too. So, so fill you guys in a little bit. So, our goal this season is, we kind of attempted it last season, but we got distracted with talking with about whatever the hell we wanted. Which we probably will this season too. However, our, we have some structure to this season, and we're going to be discussing quality of life indicators, which, depending on where you go for this information and the research, could it be anywhere from 4 to 10 plus indicators or domains. So each um, episode, we'll talk about a different domain that is, you know, um, I guess, resonating with us and what it means to us and different ideas that we could be using. Um, I think we're going to attempt to do your icebreaker alternating with mine outside of the box, which is just a side little um, segment. Is that the word? Segment about different things. Amanda will talk about social things that you can do to improve your social skills or improve your social awareness or just socialization in general. And is that right, Amanda? That's did right. I describe that you correctly? Did. You did. <laughs> okay. And then I'm going to talk about things outside the box, kind of like a thought of the day sort of thing, and ways you can improve your health, um, things that we wouldn't necessarily think of mainstream when it comes to seeing your provider or just in your own general thoughts about health. So what we can do to take care of ourselves that might not be you know, could be a complimentary and alternative practice or something like that that I want to highlight. And I'm really excited to hear about it. Yeah. I'm excited. Those are things that I love to talk about is, you know, kind of philosophical. You know, yes. in theory, these things work. And evidence over the years, we've found like acupuncture is phenomenal benefits. There's lots of evidence out there that supports it. But yet, for some reason... I don't send you to an acupuncturist for your chronic pain. You know, like, it's not a normal referral for a primary care provider to give. And I don't understand that because why wouldn't you try all avenues? Right. And I have made the suggestion to people about complementary and alternative things like acupuncture. But I think, I think we tend to steer away from that because our training is guideline-based, evidence-based, practice-based. And if we're not taught it... And it's not in the guidelines. Now, acupuncture is mentioned in a lot of our literature, so I'm not afraid to bring it up. But, I, you know, massage and um, Reiki therapy, yoga, meditation, those things, while we talk about them, we're not really trained to understand them in depth. So, And I feel like there are certain people that almost put those in like a, if you will, hocus pocus type oh, kind yeah. of category, like it's not it's not real. Now that being said, those things don't necessarily work for everyone, right? Or for every situation. But traditional medicine doesn't either. No, exactly, one hundred percent. Well, for instance, we talked about how I quit smoking was hypnosis, which is a true therapy. Correct. It's not magic. It was a true therapy mm -hmm. that I went through that helped me quit smoking. And the same would be if you used an acupuncturist or a massage therapist or whatever that is. Those are true therapies mm -hmm. that I feel like you're right. They get glossed over. I think so, too. And, you know, we'll be talking about a lot of those things. And I think 
there's a specific part, the spirituality, religious, and mindfulness section and domain of quality of life. And I think that a lot of that will fall under there, you know. And, you know, some some Western medicine practitioners will claim that a lot of that's um, placebo effect. But we could claim that about Western medicine itself, too. Absolutely. You know? And we prove it time and time again with studies that we do. You know, so I don't think that placebo effect is something isolated to complementary and alternative practices. It's it's true for any aspect of medicine and spirituality. You yes. know, oh, I've, so, I've had to take pain pills before, and I truly don't think they work for me. Yeah, they make me feel weird. They make me feel yeah. disassociated, if you will, like I'm not myself. Mm-hmm. But I don't recall my pain going away. For me, I, I mean, I that's think a, there's for a me. lot of people that say that. Yeah, you know? I'm not in any way saying that people shouldn't take yeah. that if it's necessary for their therapy. But for me, I just felt funny. I didn't feel, and yeah. I felt funny and was in pain. Right. So why have both? <laughs> I'm not into it. <laughs> yeah, my I had the exact like I I get super high energy. They had prescribed me one. I had like nine caps and fillings done. Yes, my teeth. I'm I hadn't been to the dentist when I was little. I guess I don't have a freaking clue. I, so I went to the dentist for the first time in like 10 years as a, I was mid, my mid twenties, you know, I hate my mouth being messed with first off. It gives me anxiety and almost panic attacks. I, I think it's a little PTSD type of, not to mention dental care is ridiculous to afford and insurance oh, it's, it's pretends like that's not healthcare, yeah. even though. People literally die from bad teeth. Well, and why are we separating the eyes and the teeth from the rest of our health care? Come on, America. Get it together. That's part of the human body. Exactly. Um, but anyway, I went and had these caps and fillings done. And maybe I didn't need them all, but I had a couple that were like borderline. I said, just get them done. Where was I going with this? The pain pill. Pain pill. Oh, they prescribed me Vicodin. You talk. I, I honestly can tell you. I see why some people get addicted to it. I took that medicine and I could clean my entire house. Hmm. I was so energized and ready to go. I took that bottle and I handed it off. Don't ever give me, don't let me have any of those. <laughs> well. Because I like, I felt invincible. Yeah. And I'm with you there. I don't like to try Again, anything I might like. We're just like, <laughs> we're opposites <laughs> on that. So I'm like, yeah, no, that is not that is not a good medication for me. So I avoid it. And would I take it if they advised me to because of an injury or after surgery? Maybe. But I'm telling you, it would be a bad idea because if you want to keep me down, that is not a medication you want to give me. <laughs> yeah, I'm you might have to, to try something else. I am going to go clean and just move all over the place because I felt... Like, I was on top of the world. Yeah, and that's me. I mean, there's there might be a pain medicine somewhere that I could take that wouldn't make me feel that way. But I've had a couple for a couple different things. And I just don't like it. I don't know that I've ever taken more than one or two. Yeah. Because I just I don't think like that's it. probably the most extreme. And, you know, I'm very familiar with the different levels of pain medication because I've done hospice and palliative care for so long. But I think that as far as weight of drug that's the most extreme medication I've ever had to take and I will avoid anything above it for the rest of my life at all costs now if you come at me with a terminal diagnosis I'm going ham yeah well then it won't I am I'm taking my last week and I'm doing every recreational drug I missed out on as a teenager well and (laughs) and really though if you were terminal that would be ideal 
right? Because it's quality of life versus quantity right. of life at that point. So if that would make you feel good and live mm-hmm. your life to the to the fullest, then yeah, absolutely do it. I, well, you know, I became a nurse so young, and you know, I had my friends in their early twenties going to you know college parties, and they were trying ecstasy, and you know, like I smoked a little weed, yeah. and didn't. Um, but you but didn't get to really try any drugs. They're trying ecstasy, you know. <laughs> yeah. They're they're like, hey, you know, a lot of cocaine or something. Man, this is BS. I can't do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I, I probably didn't want to then, and I don't want to now, obviously. But I do think about what did I miss out on? You know, like look at all the psychedelics now that are they're talking about the benefits of psychedelics for mental health, PTSD specifically, yeah, and management of certain types of trauma responses and I think what did I miss out on could could yeah. that have made my it could have life made, better well and two it could have been helpful helpful for research purposes mm-hmm. because you are a scientist for all intents and purposes that's yeah. that's what you are you could a help me understand patients better it absolutely I mean I'm not in any way implying that you should go out and <laughs> eat some mushrooms out of the yard but you know whatever it each is on yeah but I think that it's important that I don't want to veer too far off the subject, but that's one thing that is important about making sure our kids have a fulfilling childhood slash young adulthood. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very important to me that my kids experience certain things. I'm in no way saying that I want my kid to be out trying some meth. But eventually my kid's going to go smoke some weed or they're going to have a couple of drinks. It's important to me that they do those things responsibly. And safely. And they know what they're putting in their body. Yes. But I also don't ever want them to feel like they've missed out on experiences and trying things and making their own decisions, even when they're not decisions I would make. Yeah. And whether it's like I skipped prom. Mm -hmm. That's not really my thing. I don't really care about that kind of stuff. But it has always been in the back of my mind. Like when my kids would go to prom and stuff, I'm thinking, well, I wonder if I would have enjoyed that. Or I didn't skip prom. I did not enjoy it. Well, and I tried some drugs, and I didn't enjoy them either. So, But you still have that, like, well, you didn't experience it for yourself. Right. So, which I think goes to why I'm so crazy. I do new stuff all the time. Not drugs, but if there's, like, a new experience I've done, I don't even care. I just went gambling over the weekend. I know. I, I know. I get jealous, so of all the new stuff you do, because I'm kind of... I'm kind of compulsive in my routine, you know, I'm a planner and if things don't go, I, I need schedule, you well, know, and major structure and I'm very difficult to plan things the way you do. I don't know why, I used to be very spontaneous and I don't know if it's just you get stuck in a cycle, you know, which, you know, last year, last year, last season, we talked about me and my spiritual journey, but I became more of a homebody and, you know, both our parents did that, but they were a little bit older than I am when they started doing that. I blame your dogs. My dog, my dogs are a huge issue. You would do so much more stuff if you didn't have 8 million dogs. When I, Duke, I used to take Duke everywhere with me. You know what? We have to blame my husband because he's so obsessed about the vehicles and I'm worried that dogs. I'm worried the dogs. And he doesn't do well when we take more than one dog with us. That's a stressful journey. And he, yeah, he's very. And, and it's I'm not really blaming him. It's, I, when I know, say blame the dogs, I'm not blaming the dogs. Yeah. Either you love the dogs, that's right. why you have them. But it's it's a combination of I don't want to stress my husband out, and it is difficult to take your dog certain places. I really need a good dog kennel. Yeah, that's what I need is a good dog kennel that I can trust. And 
I think that the local dog kennel here has changed hands again. Um, not that they, I had an issue with them prior, but I think that I would feel more confident because I did board and there was an issue with a, a fungal infection. And I think I would feel more confident if I had, like I have a friend that uses the dog kennel up north a little bit and they love it. Yeah. So why don't I drive my dogs up north? Yeah. I and don't, kennel them so yeah. that I can go away for the weekend. Because you don't think about it. You're you just know? like, well, i got to stay here because of the dogs. Well, and or... a lot of places don't want the breeds I have. Yeah. Some places refuse any pit mixes, and some places will refuse German Shepherds. So that makes it difficult, too. It does. But they are up to date on all their vaccines, so that should be easy for me to... Oh, they have to have that um, kennel cough vaccine because yeah. I don't board them, so I don't get it. So I will have to take them for that. But I think those are all doable things, and I have all those things in my mindset that I can do it. But why don't I do it? I don't know. I... You know, we that's... are affected very differently by our life experiences, I've noticed. Um, because we grew up together. And yeah. then we both worked at hospice for, for a long time. Over and, 15 years, right? And I do think that, that our different life experiences just affect us completely different. It's so bizarre. You know, too, is I think after after 9-11... I started having anxiety about being in crowds. Which I, I get. And I don't I don't know if it was related to 9-11 or if it was just me getting older or what it was. Because I've always had social anxiety. And I've always had anxiety about going to places like concerts. But I was very easily um, redirected by myself or calmed myself easier. But we were literally attacked on our own soil. Right. You would almost have to be crazy not... To become at least a little bit more aware of your surroundings right. when you're in a place like that. Because but you can't stop that from letting you live. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I listen, I'm there. And yeah. now I avoid those concerts and stuff because, good God, I don't want to be around all those people just yelling. <laughs> and this guy's probably making out with his way too young girlfriend. Anyway, it's no, I don't want to go there either. But if those are things that you enjoy, you should find a way to do yeah. it. You know, I did party a lot, though. I mean, I might not, I might not have, uh, you know, did a line of cocaine or ate mushrooms or. And you did have a lot of freedom. I probably did smoke quite a bit of pot in college. Yeah, but, yeah, but you put yourself through college, mm -hmm. and I, you worked I really hard. I didn't get married until I was in my mid twenties, exactly. actually late twenties, because I think I was twenty seven. I think so. I think so. And I mean, yeah. you were working very hard. Don't get me wrong. Don't but tell my husband. Have... I can't remember. He doesn't either. He's <laughs> he might actually. He's like he that. He probably does remember. <laughs> no, but you. I mean, you you did have time. Whereas I had kids really young, so there was no partying. Right. You know, not not when I had the kids. Yeah, was, we kind of flipped. Yeah. So mm -hmm. now that I'm older, my kids are older. Like my youngest is almost seventeen. She does not yeah. need me hovering over her. So now I do whatever I want. Whereas I missed out on a lot of stuff at young mm -hmm. age, not complaining. Because I like my kids, yeah. they're all right. But I think that may that may be the difference mm -hmm. that I and I haven't done. I've done a lot of stuff. I don't know. I yeah. just well, there's a lot of stuff I want to do. Yeah, I you know I enjoy being home. When I lived in the condo, I was out a lot more. Yeah, we went out a lot more when we lived in the condo. 
I think being out in such a serene, peaceful place now keeps me at home more, too. Because yeah. I don't need to go out and seek. And not that I'm saying that's what you're doing. You're no. seeking experiences. Yeah. A lot of people leave their home to seek vacation, to seek peace, to seek serenity, to evade crazy neighbors or stop people from coming to visit them or maybe they're working from home. But to me, when I come home, this is my paradise. So I get to come home and my backyard every morning sounds like a singing bowl. So have you ever watched them do yeah. the singing bowls, the meditation? I have a couple here behind us. But I walk back there and I can sit on my back step two steps out my door and in the morning I can sit there and have my coffee and it sounds like just a singing bowl with all the birds chirping and the different sounds coming up from that valley. And sometimes you can hear the creek flowing, you know, it just depends on the time of year. So you hear that creek flowing and then at night you get the same thing, especially in springtime. You have the peeps, the little frogs oh, yeah. and the crickets and then you get the lightning show from the lightning bugs, and you can see stars for miles. So you just don't get tired of it. Right? You don't have to get want to tired go anywhere else. You know, you don't even have to wait for a meteor shower. And probably three nights a week, I can sit outside and see at least two meteors. So, and those are the things that I love. Those are the yeah. things that give me peace. Now, it probably doesn't help my family because my husband doesn't like those things. <laughs> and he probably would very much love a vacation somewhere. And I would love to go see the Northern Lights and do some stuff. Um, I wish I wish he could come to grips with my dog going with me because that's important to me. And Duke always traveled. I mean, look how many states that dog went to with me. Yeah. And I drove everywhere. You know, I, I bet I've driven through 20 different states just by myself independently. So that makes a difference, too, because I've already done that. Yeah, you know? it does. So there's a lot of things that I've already experienced. Now, a lot of those things I would like to go back and experience with my husband. Jekyll Island, Georgia, is one of the most beautiful places I have ever been. And I think he would love that. And they have beaches for dogs, you know. So, not for you. No, I know. God, that sounds but, like a nightmare for me. That would be wonderful, and I would love to go have, like, a bonfire on a beach somewhere. I've never gotten to do that. I would love that, too, and I live, well, there's, like, I don't know, six or seven beaches where I live, but you can't yeah. have a fire on the beach. Yeah, so. but there's got to be somewhere nearby. Tennessee has somewhere beaches. Somewhere has to. You know, Missouri has tons of beaches. There's got to be somewhere There's this new go. place that's pretty close to here. It's near, uh, I think Perryville, maybe. No, it's not near Perryville. Anyways, it's going towards Poplar Bluff. Mm -hmm. It's called Otaki Lake, and they've got a lot of really cool stuff there. Like they've got cabins, they've got covered wagons you can camp in. Oh, that's cool. It is really cool. But I bet that somewhere on their beach is a place that you could have a big bonfire. And yeah, it's still here in Missouri. But I love those little places because you know that's this is my home. This is yeah. where I'm from. I I have a wanderlust, but not because I want to get away from here. Right. You're, it's because if this place is so beautiful, what do other places look like? Right. You want the experience. And the places the that escape. I've been were so beautiful. Yeah. And I but, think that's the key to enjoying things is, first off, your life should not be something you have to escape from. You should not need a vacation. No. Now, yes, you should take a vacation from work. Yeah. But you should not need to get away from your life to feel refreshed and relaxed. You should be able to come home in the evening on the weekends or the times you are off work and 
get that and get rejuvenated. Your vacation time should be used to get experiences. Yes. To gain experiences. And I always feel like sometimes if you if you do too much to get away, you need a vacation when you come back because of all that planning and work that you did to get there. That is know? true. And but you do need to allot some time to recover too from those experiences because even something positive can be exhausting. Yeah, that's one reason know? we changed our plans. We were actually going to go away for the whole weekend, and it was mostly financial that we decided not to. But God, it was actually really refreshing. Right. We came home Friday night, and we hung out at the house, and yeah. kids came over, friends came over. It was. Relaxing. I saw you guys out under your yeah. We were just yeah. relaxing. Yeah, that looked fun. Put a taco bar out there. Everybody loves tacos. Well, you know, and if I am perfectly honest, so I lied to TJ's aunt the other day. It was actually like two months ago. And I was actually, the minute it came out of my mouth, I knew I didn't plan to lie to her. And I may have said this something about another in one of our podcasts last season. But I didn't plan to lie to her. We were talking about um, weight and surgery versus weight, you know, diet versus medications and all kinds of stuff. And... I said to her, I have not thought about surgery because I don't feel like mobility is an issue for me. The minute it came out of my mouth, I knew I was freaking lying. Now, I get around fine. I'm flexible. I'm strong. I'm not as strong as I was in my 20s, but I'm strong enough. You know, I can wrestle my 120-pound German Jeopardy into the shower, so that's decent. And I get things done. I put up the pool and I clean it and, you know, I... I've moved all my things myself before, you know, like furniture. Oh, yeah, we've carried washers and dryers up and down flights of steps. So I'm strong enough, but the minute I said that, I thought, that is such a lie, and you are impacting your quality of life. Yeah, you're doing it. Because my knee hurts now. I'm older. My knee hurts, and I don't move as well as I used to. And I think weight does not, not just as far as mobility, but we talk about my dogs being an issue, or we, we tease about my husband, which he's not really. He'd go anywhere and do anything that I asked him to. So he's not really an issue. Even He would even take all four dogs with us if I wanted him to. And he would, yes, like, he would. moan about it, but he would do it. So really, if we want to get down to the nitty-gritty, I put a lot of things off because of self-conscious thoughts about myself. Or... Things that I know I can do, but I will look like hiking. I know I can hike. I do it. I do it all the time. You know, like we walk all around this property. I have a huge valley and a ravine that I go into. And there's caverns back in the back, like 80 acres of the property here. So I go out there all the time, but nobody sees me. I don't have to worry about people going, look at that big girl walking out here in these woods. Somebody got a, you know, a defibrillator for her in case she falls out. (laughs) So a lot of things I do put off because of my weight. And I've still been, I have been working on it. I have been very, I have been very successful with some of my new goals and choices that I've been making. And I've been working with a friend of mine who was also struggling with changing because we get so busy in life and those things, while they don't bother us the way that some women would be bothered by them or men, um, I, I think about some of my friends, some of my patients that will cry about their weight 
And I'm not saying that's a, obviously you don't want that, you know, no. that's common for people to do. And, but I don't get to that extent. I love my body the way it is. I feel confident 90% of the time, but there's this small percentage of time where I think nobody wants to see my fat butt do that, you know, or I don't want to show people me doing that at my weight. And really nobody, the truth is nobody really cares about me or what I'm doing, no. you know, but it's in my head. So I think that that's a huge factor that puts, puts me off. I don't want to get on an airplane because it's uncomfortable to sit next to somebody when you're on an airplane in general in your average size. And when you're overweight, it's way worse, you know, yeah. and I don't want to, First off, I can't travel long periods anymore the way I used to because I get swelling in my legs way worse than I used to because of years of abuse of my body, probably. Standing on my feet, varicose veins, whatnot, have you. And so I have to travel shorter distances and get out walk more because otherwise not good for me. And I have a clotting disorder, so I have to do that anyway. So there's a lot more to it than there used to be in my 20s. Yeah. No, there is. I mean, there is. Yeah. So I, I have to quit lying about the fact that my weight doesn't impact anything. And I yeah. don't mean lying to you. I mean lying to myself. To yourself. No, I totally you know? get it. Because I feel like I lie to myself about it, too. I, I'm i not self-conscious, I wouldn't say. I mean, I take horrible pictures of myself, and I it's a full send. I love Full me sin. and I love my body, but yeah. there are times where I feel like like I can be making a derpy face. I'm hot. <laughs> I'm sweaty. I don't. You know what? This is what I look like. Sometimes I look derpy. Sometimes I look hot as hell. That's just yeah. life. Okay. Sometimes you look derpy. I just don't. I really don't. I don't know if I'm a narcissist because I like me. I don't I think don't I think like myself too much. Well, I don't think I like myself too much. But somebody please stop me if I do. But. I don't know. I'm just kind of. I think there's there's definitely a level of confidence to you that a lot of people don't have, and people have made that comment about me too. You know, mostly you people are. close to me, and I do. It's almost a trained confidence, though. If if we're I know perfectly, what you, mean. you know, like if I'm perfectly honest about certain things, a lot of my confidence is trained, because if you're not confident in what you're saying when you're talking to a patient. When you're not confident, and there's times where there's 600 answers, and I can't tell you all 600 answers because we'd be here all day long. Yeah. So I have to pick the top answers to give you to say these are our options, you know. And that's I a miracle you can remember the top answers, right? So like you have to pick, you know, like there's 600 ways to do this. So I know you and your lifestyle. These are what I think you should do. Now, we can review the other options, but I think we should try these first. But you have to be confident in saying that because if you show that you're not confident, that person's not, they're going to walk out and be like, that woman doesn't know what she's talking That's about. That's 100% true. You I know? do not like to see a medical provider. I don't actually want to deal any kind of business with anybody that's not confident what they're doing. You don't even have to know my know the answer for me. If you can look at me and say, I don't know. But I'll find out. I'll yeah. get back to you. 
But if you say that's one of that, my favorite things. Yeah. Like, I'm not really sure what we're doing here, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, but if you are confident in that, then I'm like, because you can't know everything. No. Whether you're a medical provider or yeah. a hairstylist or whatever the case may be, you don't know everything. Yeah. But if you look at me confidently and say, we will find out. Not like, oh, let's him haul through this and hope we get it right. Yeah. Like, I want, a, I want a confident answer. Yeah. I agree. And so, like, that's a trained confidence. It's also a trained confidence in dealing with your appearance. When you have had, and I'm not naming names, I'm not throwing people under the bus or anything, but when, from your childhood, you have had naysayers and critics, and not constructive criticism, brutal, sometimes cruel, and borderline abusive, if not abusive, criticism your entire life. When your best bully was the people closest to you, then you build that confidence. You either break or you you like break over or you break so many times you're too strong or something. I'm not really sure how to word it. But I had to build that confidence up because if I didn't, those people, t you know, and almost like I had to prove them wrong. Yeah. You know, it was almost like a vindictive and level And thank God of that you did versus just <laughs> falling victim to it. Right. And believing what they had to say. Yeah. You know, and of course, weight was a large part of that because my weight's fluctuated since. But I wish, I wish they would have been like, you know what, Brandy? Do you remember what I looked like at 17, 20 yeah. years old? Yeah. Why couldn't somebody say, Brandy, you have a banging body? You know? you know what it was. They knew I'd end up on the pole. That's probably true. That's <laughs> probably true. Totally would have. <laughs> Let me get that stripper money. Well, you would have put yourself through college a little faster. I would definitely <laughs> would not have the student loans I have, that's for sure. Should have done it. I'd that be. was back before body positivity, for one. And that was before. Right. And that was also before people were like, make your money. Right. Now before, I'm like, make your money. Before Prostitute, do it. female sexuality was accepted, yeah. you know, and all of that. So it's a shame, but what's done is done. And good you for you girls that know what you have. You Go do your home. jobs. You know, I don't think, I don't think that's definitely one of those 10% things that people don't want to see me do. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I'm pretty sure I'd fall and break something. You so. would be surprised. I'm I sure have thought somebody. about it for fitness. Have you ever thought about doing the I pole fitness? I am so clumsy. I think I would love it. I am You can dance, though. I'm clumsy as hell. Yeah, I but bump you, into everything. But you can dance. I don't know about that. You can dance. I cannot dance. I dance like Dad. No offense, Dad. You're a great <laughs> dancer, but you're a dude. Stiff as a board. I, I dance like Dad. You can dance. I don't think I can. You can. I, maybe with a little... That's a self-esteem issue. You can dance. Yeah. We were always jealous of how well you could dance. Whatever. All of us girls were. That's cool, though. Because we're like, man. I'm well, like, see, I'm if like I Macarena. Know, if somebody had been like, Brandy, you got a banging body and you can dance, and I believed them, well, I would have those you, student loans, and I would live I in a penthouse somewhere with some sugar daddy. I know. Well, I know, but then we wouldn't have TJ. So. That's true. We do love TJ. We do love TJ. Oh, you still have TJ. <laughs> yeah. You're like, go make your money, baby. I know. <laughs> no, well, we did tell you. You just didn't believe us. Yeah, that's true. There was a lot of... You know, but that's that's kind of the thing, too, is that, you know, that should be something we encourage our girls and our boys, you know, like our kids in general, 
to continue to encourage the people, even when people don't believe them, or they don't know how to accept a compliment because yeah. they don't believe it themselves, or there's so many people contradicting what you're saying to them, keep giving them that positive yeah. feedback because who knows, I might not have overcame the naysayers if I didn't have the positive people. Yeah, and know? I think the problem was we were whispering. You know, we weren't Well, you weren't really you, you weren't really allowed to say it was curves were of, great. Then, yeah, well it was a little know? bit of a different time too because mm -hmm. people still had like severe homophobia and whatnot. Oh yeah. So girls like talking like hey, oh, we look hot. Yeah, you couldn't even say you were gonna wanted to be a massage therapist. Oh yeah, because you know, that was just well, yeah, yeah. No, Don't put your hands time. on people. No, it was a different time altogether. No, my kids, we've done a good job. Yeah, because my kids will hype each other up. Like I love that. Like yeah, they fight. They're sisters. They fight. They get in arguments. They're but they fierce, support each other but so they well. Do, and they when whenever one of them needs it, they hype each other up. It yeah. is. I couldn't be more proud of them because they get it. Yeah. So we did, but that's, you know, that's because we all raised them, you know? Yeah. We raised them to be better than us, which well, was hard because we're pretty freaking awesome. You know, we didn't turn out too bad either. No, we're pretty freaking so, awesome. So it was hard yeah. to make them better than us, but we did it. You do. I do get jealous of the generation coming though, because I, I think that there is a lot of fierceness that I wish I would have had. You know, like I see Heather, she, that girl is fierce. Yeah. And Logan, Logan's girlfriend, even some of their other friends, my nieces, I see fierceness and just this ability to say, that's not for me. They know what they want and they can stand up for themselves. And I wish at their age, I would have had that fierceness. And I probably did to some extent. We probably did, but we had it in a different way. We had different priorities. Yeah, right. We didn't have the support system. And I don't mean that like our parents... It has nothing to do with that. What I'm talking about is social media, because as bad That's as social true. media is, it is also good. Right. The internet, that was not a thing when we were kids. Yeah. If we didn't know something, we didn't know it. Mm -hmm. We didn't know about, like, Photoshopping was a thing until yeah, well into our high, uh, probably high school, college time. Yeah. Who no. knew? If, what we saw is what we believed people looked like. No, and these you know? kids have the world literally at their fingertips. Yeah. If there's something they want to know, there is somewhere to find that information right in their hand. What's going to happen when that collapses? Well, that's going to be ugly because I don't remember anybody's phone number. Just my husband. That's it. I can call my <laughs> husband. I'll be I don't, screwed. I honestly don't know if I could... I don't know TJ's cell phone I either. just know Jerry's phone number. That is it. I don't know anybody else's. I, I probably could call it if I had to. I hope so. We have a plan. He has a job to do. I have a job to do, and we have a meeting point. Okay. So. All right. Done, and done, and done. Luckily, we know enough information in our heads <laughs> we can get by for a while. I still have some encyclopedias. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. I was. I use a uh, uh, an app. For different like herbal remedies and yeah. naturopathic remedies that I use in a plant identifier, and now I can identify a lot of plants just walking through from Aunt Dolly and Mom and Dad, Grandpa um, Joe and Grandpa Ray, all of them at some point, and I don't think they realized how how much I picked up on that. 
you know, because I think most people thought I was stupid because I didn't talk a whole lot. But I picked up on, a, I can remember specific instances of walking through the woods with Aunt Dolly and her telling like six different types of plants. And then Grandpa Ray do, going mushroom hunting. Yep. Every single mushroom I know about, I learned from that man. The edible kind, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So now the poisonous <laughs> kinds, I, I learned probably a little bit more, especially living down in Florida because it was different there. But... I learned so much from them, so I'm okay. I would be able to eat and survive if something did happen. You know, like you have some catastrophic network failure and power failure. But I was thinking, I need to get some books. Yeah, that couldn't hurt. Because that would be... Because everything's computerized. Yeah. And I think there's something different about touching, and I would love used books, because to hold something in my hands that somebody else has held... You know, and be connected that way sounds pretty cool. It is. I have a lot of books yeah. because of that. And they're almost all used. Yeah. So we totally ran off topic again. Always. So welcome to Life in All Chapters where Brandy and Amanda talk about whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do better. So we do have a structure. Next week we are going to be talking about social connectedness. And Amanda's going to give us some insight. Absolutely. On some Because we all know I have no social skills. What I do have is awkward and weird. And the people that love me, love me. And the other people just look at me like, what is wrong with her? So, um, we're super excited about this season. And we hope you guys tune in for our next episode. If you heard my dogs in the background or my ice jingling, then know that that's what you have in store for the rest of the season. <laughs> Thank you guys very much.